What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TMNBaseballFan.com. Uh, taking another nighttime walk. It is very cold out. Um, I think Holly took away my uh, my hoodie because I couldn't find it. And uh, pretty cold out, so I had to... Uh, I think she uh, put it in our room and didn't want to wake up Beckett while we're in there. But um, So I had to get uh, Atticus's uh, Wookiee jacket, which is like a really, really thick thing. So it looks like... I am walking our neighborhood cosplaying Chewbacca <laughs> as I'm talking like a lunatic into my phone here to, to record this podcast episode. Uh, but anyways, we'll go with it. It's uh, it's fun. So uh, today we're going to talk about getting the most enjoyment possible out of your collection. Uh, I think probably uh, the reason why this thought kind of came to my head is because of a thread that somebody responded to. Uh, that's now a couple months old uh, over on the Net54 forums. Uh, it's, a, it's a vintage forum. And uh, they're talking about uh, going beyond the binder and showing the display setups that you have for your cards. And, uh, you know, guys, like, I think uh, it wasn't until I actually sold everything and just got back a few of the cards I really like that uh, I really understood the importance of displaying uh, my collection, the cards I love. And I'll tell you kind of the benefits of it as well. Uh, but let's walk through everything. So first of all, I want to use my own example as a, uh, uh, as kind of like a, uh, um, I don't know, timeline of what I did and what I experienced through each step. Uh, you're going to hear the same thing uh, in almost every podcast. You know, Back when I had my old Kinseiko collection before I sold out. Yeah, I know. I always say that a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's just uh, a lot of the experiences that I, that I draw from. But uh, anyway, so when I had everything uh, in my Kinseiko Super collection, um, I have, I think, probably about uh, a loud van going by. Uh, I had a, uh, I think it was like about a four by four cubby system where each cubby held a three-row box of, uh, of cards that were top-loaded. Every card in my Consego collection was categorized. Um, and the way I did it was I went uh, by make, uh, alphabetically, and then by year. So, for example, you pull out the first box, um, you know, you might find Bowman. And then, you know, after the Bowman, you might find Classic. And by the way, Bowman is start 89 and then go all the way through to, you know, the latest year. And then Classic, same thing, 87 and then all the way to 92 or whenever they stopped. And, uh, you know, that's how I uh, sorted everything. Everything was top loaded. Some of them had one touches. Nothing was uh, displayed as far as single cards go. Every now and then I would get to a point where I'd want to like take out one and put it by my desk just to enjoy that kind of thing, which was good. But by and large, I kind of feel like I missed the boat when it comes to fully enjoying and being fully satisfied uh, by having, you know, certain big cards in my collection that were really kind of just a small puzzle piece into a much larger entity. Um, which was the most important to me. And so kind of the, the good thing is, is, is that, you know, it's nice to have like a nice massive catalog of cards, you know, and everything uh, at your disposal. The negative was number one, I rarely went into those, those cards physically to see them. 
Uh, and number two, uh, the emphasis was much more on uh, what was I looking for as opposed to what I had. And so that was a, uh, that was a, a big difference that I noticed. That something shifted whenever I first got back into getting some cards I liked. And so when I sold out, probably about half a year later, I started rediscovering what I truly liked. Not necessarily building this huge collection of everything again, but just picking up the ones I liked. The refractors, and which by the way, most of which have uh, since left my collection because I uh, feel like I can pick those up anytime, so I don't really need to hang on to them. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of how I feel sometimes. Um, but uh, anyway, so, which I probably should have because a lot of those uh, shot up in value. Uh, but in any event, um, yeah, so uh, I went from that to uh, displaying them in binders. And I noticed that I would pull out the binders and look at them more than when they're in boxes, which is kind of fun because it's almost like a uh, kind of a throwback, like a retro feel uh, to have binders, right? Because a lot of people don't really use binders anymore. They, they're all about the one touches and the top loaders and, and all that sort of thing. But the, the binders were fun because you could pull them out and you know look at them and you've got nine or 18 depending on if you uh uh you know had the entire uh backs of uh of pages uh, filled up as well um which a fun story by about that by the way um when i was a kid the first binder that i had i think i was probably nine or ten years old love those pages it was a it was a big deal you know to get the the pages that were pvc free right <laughs> <laughs> because remember back in the you know early mid 80s or whatever they would have the pages that had pvc in them and that would cause uh the cards to stick and you know they would damage them they would smell and then ultra pro i think might have been the first one that came out with uh pvc free uh pages i don't recall but uh but in any event like you could take the cards out and there wouldn't be a smell uh, there wouldn't be a problem of sticking even years later. Uh, and so that was a big deal to get the PVC free pages. And so, <laughs> so I remember getting those and filling up the binder and going, man, I wish I had more room. And my mom, she goes, well, Tanner, why don't you put cards in the backs as well of the, of them? So that way you have like two cards per pocket. They're facing out and, uh, you double your space. And my goodness, that woman, she is genius, right? You know, as a matter of fact, for years I held the belief that that was her invention. <laughs> I thought that she was the one that uh, came up with that idea and it somehow magically uh, spread like wildfire through my collection or to other people. But <laughs> come to find out, a lot of people were doing that already anyways. Um, just not nine-year-old Tanner or whatever. Uh, but uh, anyway, so it's fun to be able to have binders and uh, pull them out. But... One thing that I noticed was, you know, I'm still not really pulling them out and enjoying them all that much. So what I decided to start doing uh, is what a lot of people, a lot of you listening also have probably done as well, uh, which is I've displayed uh, my cards. So uh, what I've done is I've taken a number of stands uh, that you can put cards on and I've cleared a few spots throughout my office to have like a little display area and shelves and y'all I have had like 
the most fun ever when it comes to collections or anything go, uh, goes is, uh, is being able to display the cards, to swap them out, to determine what cards are supposed to go where and uh, what's more, most aesthetically pleasing to me because uh, nobody goes up in my office really except for you know, me uh, and, uh, and uh, my family, but my family, you know, none of us really care about <laughs> cards much at all. Uh, but it's fun to swap them out and to change things and take pictures and share them. And I think I'll probably do a YouTube video on this tomorrow, I think. Don't hold me to it, but I think I might even do a blowout post uh, of it. So blowout, blowoutforms.com, I think it, uh, the website address is. Um, uh, to show kind of my setup, uh, I'm very proud of it. And I'm very, and it doesn't make sense to a lot of people because you know I'm I'm obviously big into vintage, and though I don't have many, I'm big into Seiko cards, which I don't have many. Uh, I'm also big into uh, comic books and Transformers as well, which again I don't have many of either as well. So, uh, but when you combine them all together, you have this weird kind of strange museum that only tanner can fully appreciate i guess which that's kind of what you want to do uh you know build a museum for yourself not for not for something that tanner can appreciate but something you can appreciate and so that's what i've worked on and uh, i've been like really happy with it because i've noticed one thing in particular well a number of things but the first thing is whenever i've set up these uh cards to be displayed uh, number one, I find out that I enjoy them uh, much, much more now than I ever had before. Uh, before they were in boxes, before they were in pages. This is like the ultimate, like, uh, you know, setup for me personally. So I'd highly recommend it. Um, now, of course, a few things you want to be careful with. Number one, Make sure you don't have direct sunlight coming in because you don't want to damage the cards or whatever else you're displaying. Um, I used to have a uh, Nolan Ryan 8x10 autographed uh, when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, the sunlight got to it and it faded. And you know, it's kind of like a, you watch it happen over the course of a few years, right? And then you're like, oh, man, what do I do? I don't know what to do about this. And <laughs> you don't do anything about it. And then sure enough, it's, uh, it's toast at some point. So uh, kind of unfortunate, but that's part of it, you know, that's part of the game. So that's why I tell you, uh, make sure direct sunlight is not uh, hitting your cards or other display pieces. Uh, you, if there is possibly, I think there's a, a coating for your windows that you could get that's UV uh, protection. And if you have your display pieces inside like a glass case or similar, um, you know, you can have, uh, you could set the same thing up for the glass on the cases, I believe. So, you know, you just got to be careful. Um, also, be careful about stability. Um, it's very, uh, uh, it's not fun when you have an expensive piece or one of your favorite pieces fall and, uh, you know, the case cracks or the card gets damaged or something. So you want to be careful about those things. But, uh, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's really kind of something that you can build for yourself, a mini museum for yourself with the uh, pieces that you really love. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's really cool to be able to see these cards that I love most uh, throughout the day and, uh, and just really, really kind of enjoy just looking at them and, and all that. So it's, uh, and, and that's kind of one of the things that's probably been a big push for me to uh, uh, seek out big time cards 
uh, that are extremely special as opposed to uh, just nothing cards. Because if they're nothing cards or cards I'm okay with, uh, just okay with as opposed to something I love, then they go in a box. And if they go in a box, I don't really see them all that much. Now, uh, you know, keep in mind, I do have a, uh, you know, aside from like three shelves worth of Kinseiko cards I have displayed at all times, and I love <laughs> looking at those cards, uh, I also have a two-row box of cards that I love too, just not as much. And they're kind of in this area where it's not a situation, it's a situation where I don't want to sell them uh, or trade them because they mean a lot to me. I'm talking about like uh, I've got a near uh, 17 card run out of 20 of uh, the 2000 Tech Gold cards. They're all numbered to 10. I've got the uh, 97 and the 99 Flare uh, Rainbow uh, runs. And I also have uh, what else? I mean, there's a lot of different various 90s cards. I actually did a video of this on my YouTube channel um, probably a week or two ago showing kind of the runs and rainbows I have because a lot of these rainbows I used to have, I got rid of because I just, you know, got kind of bored, got bored of the redundancy of it all uh, across all the, the card brands over the past five or six years. Um, but, you know, when it comes to uh, these rainbows and runs during uh, his playing career, Jose's playing career, that's a, that's a different story. I really enjoy those. And there are some new rainbows I like to try complete as well. But, uh, and by the way, I should say this as well. Uh, please check out my channel and subscribe and hit the notification button um, on it for, uh, it's uh, youtube.com forward slash 10 man baseball fan. I've gotten a, a you know, small influx of uh, new subscribers over the past few days. I'm not sure why, uh, but I'm happy for it, you know, so it's fun to be able to, to add to that subscriber uh, list. And, you know, it's been, it will, it's been fun to be able to interact with you all through the comments as well. Um, so please check that out, youtube.com forward slash Tan Man Baseball Fan. Um, I try to post there fairly often. Uh, so hopefully I try to, every now and then I try to get like a couple, at least a couple of videos per week. And I mean, sometimes I'm terrible and I go for weeks without posting something, but sometimes I'll, I'll uh, just be on a, on a tear and I'll have five videos I want to do in a week, you know, so I'm, I'm definitely not one for consistency, unfortunately. So I apologize for that, which is why it's important to hit that notification button. So, you know, whenever I, uh, whenever I post a video there for you. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So, so the box I have of cards is, uh, that's not display worthy so to speak and it doesn't mean necessarily that they're not display worthy as much as I don't really have room to post them or to you know display them so I already have three shelves of Kinseiko stuff alone which you know probably looks uh, kind of stalkerish which is funny because uh, you know that wouldn't have accounted for uh, five percent of my previous collection as opposed to now where it accounts for about half uh, but uh, but you know it's 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 really fun to be able to have and to be able to see throughout the day and i love it to death but what i've noticed as well and i do the same thing for most of my vintage and most of my comics and most of my transformers as well um and so uh as the real estate in my office gets more and more scarce uh, it also, in my eyes, becomes more and more valuable to where 
I want to be much more selective and choosy uh, of what I put out and you know ultimately what I buy to display because the things I want to buy right now are the things I want to display. The reason why is because when I display something, I enjoy it way more. Um, that's just kind of how it is. It's uh, my my uh, office probably looks something to the effect of what FUD records used to look like uh, back in the day when they had all kinds of fun decorations. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It seems like very chaotic probably for a lot of people, but uh, which is hilarious. I think I might have mentioned this before, but my mom came into the to my office uh, uh, for the first time ever, like I think probably two months ago, and uh, <laughs> she was just, uh, she's pretty horrified. She did not like the looks of the Transformers or anything. She thought they were evil robots, which is kind of funny. Uh, we, we all got, got a good kick out of that. But um, in any event, uh, uh, back to my point though, is it's, uh, it's something that having my favorite pieces displayed has really caused me to be much more selective about my purchases. Uh, if there is, and I'll give an example, uh, there is a 2005 Diamond Kings uh, Canseco one of one that just sold tonight. And uh, I, I remember seeing it posted for the first time uh, like about a week ago or so. And the old super collector in me kind of was like, oh yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's awesome. I got to get it. I got to get it. And then I pulled back the reins a little bit. I go, wait a second. That's not an impressive card. Like, why would I want that? <laughs> you know, and no offense to whoever got it or whatever. It's a great card, but not for me. You know, it's just not something that really kind of uh, rings my bell, so to speak. It's a, uh, it's just a, another autograph card. It's just, a, you know, there's nothing that's like that really wows me. So I'm thinking if I get this and I pay a few hundred dollars for something like this, would I knock off any of the existing cards I have? to display this one instead? And the answer was no. And so the next question is, if that's the case, am I content with spending hundreds of dollars on a card that's gonna sit in my box? And you know, the answer is yes, sometimes I am. Uh, but in this case, no, not really. So, uh, and, and I know there's a lot of people and quite possibly a ton of people that have all their collections in the safe which I get for sure, because you want to be safety uh, uh, driven. You know, so like for me, for instance, you know, we have guns, we have dogs, uh, at least somebody is home. At least one person is home for the most part all the time. We've got a security system. That's really good. You know, we've, and if we ever take trips, we uh, take all, all these things off site. So, you know, we're really safe about this sort of thing here. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that they travel a lot. They might not have, uh, you know, they might not have uh, guns or dogs or security system or whatever, so they use a safe and that's completely fine. Um, the problem is, is if you have a safe, like, can you really enjoy your collection to the, to the uh, fullest? Maybe, you know, maybe you can. Um, for me personally, I really love to be able to see uh, what I have at all times. And so, uh, and also of course, that's another tip that I, have, that I recommend as well is, uh, you know, get, if you have a higher end collection, uh, get uh, insurance and uh, you know what I have something through is, is called collectinsure.com collectinsure.com 
they're really good. I think they're probably one of the best known uh, insurance companies. Uh, they're really easy to work with and everything. So I would highly recommend them um, if you don't have, if you have a significant amount of uh, cards or value in cards or other collectibles, uh, yeah, definitely check them out. It's probably, it's good for peace of mind uh, at the very least. So, uh, so, you know, definitely you want to be safe. And that's the number one thing because imagine if somebody broke in uh, when you were gone and they took all, all of your stuff. I mean, that'd be really, you know, that'd be a really upsetting uh, prospect. So, you know, you want to, you want to protect and cover yourself. Uh, but at the same time, you also don't want to be afraid to be able to fully enjoy your collection. So, you know, that's kind of where I am right now is I've, I've been able to uh, determine for myself uh, that I've really loved, uh, you know, being able to uh, display my collection the way that I have. Not only that, I've also been able to, I've really loved uh, being able to see what everybody else has done in their collections for their displays. So, you know, if you ever get a chance, post these up. If you see me asking, post up what you have or what you're working on. It is so cool. It's also inspiring uh, to be able to see. And I'll give you kind of like a few examples of what I've seen recently that was really inspiring to me. Um, there's a, a fellow on, uh, on Facebook. His name's Matt. He's got an incredible collection, incredible uh, vintage collection. And he's got this amazing setup of probably about 20 or four, 20 or so uh, turkey reds that is uh, in, you know, this like, uh, you know, wall display uh, setup that's uh, behind glass and it just looks amazing. And that's inspiring to me. Uh, somebody else just posted recently uh, a little shrine that they have of, you know, various pre-war cards and like, one shelf was really cool because uh, they had a bunch of uh, candy or caramel cards from the 1909s, I think. And so what they did was they set them up from left to right, uh, the back where the backgrounds go from a sunrise all the way down to a sunset to the right. It was just like a very unique, impressive way uh, to look at things. Um, another thing that I would say as well is when it comes to displaying pieces, uh, there's a lot of people that are, uh, I don't want to say apprehensive, but they, they don't really particularly like oversized pieces in their collection because it's difficult to store. You can't put a five by seven or an eight by 10 or a box loader or anything like that in, comfortably in a two row box or three row box or anything like that. Uh, which is one reason why a lot of people like booklets that can fold so that way they can fold them and make it look like, you know, take the same real estate as a couple cards. Uh, but again, if a booklet is folded, like you can't enjoy the booklet, you know? So, uh, so displaying allows you to really kind of uh, explore other avenues of uh, pieces and it opens up yourself to like this whole other world of like these amazing pieces. Like for instance, turkey reds. Uh, I didn't really like oversized pieces all that much. And then, when I got into displaying them, I go, wow, turkey reds are very difficult to beat. Same thing with the sporting uh, news M101s, uh, the Dash 1s and Dash 2s, like they're ridiculously awesome to display. Um, the 1889 uh, Goodwin A35 rounds, again, like st 
stupidly amazing to, to display. Just they're incredible pieces. So, you know, it kind of opens up uh, people to the uh, desire of possibly uh, collecting other things as well. And, you know, all these different premium issues from, you know, Butterfinger or Sporting News or, you know, there's just like so many other things out there that are just like jaw-droppingly amazing, just beautiful pieces, uh, pieces that you can really enjoy. And I found that a lot of times I'm enjoying the, the larger format pieces more than the regular size cards, uh, just because they're fun to be able to look at. And an example is the uh, M101-2 Shoeless Joe Jackson. So you've got very few issues of his um, that you could see, and certainly uh, even fewer that are like color or whatever, and you know, but anyway, like you have like the, uh, I think it's the E90-1, which is his rookie. It's got a purple background, but it looks like he's got lipstick on. It's very, you know, it's not the most uh, visually appealing card. Then you have his Cracker Jack, which the Cracker Jack cards are incredible. I mean, they're beautiful. It's like Cracker Jacks are probably, I want to say, uh, at the very, very least, probably top four sets, uh, maybe top three, um, maybe even higher. I don't know. Uh, as far as looks go and just how iconic they are. Uh, but, you know, his face doesn't really look exactly like him. Uh, same with his W514. Uh, you know, they're all, they're all incredible cards. Like I love all of them. Uh, but having, uh, you know, looking at these, uh, likenesses of him in these three iconic cards and putting them up against the M101-2, the M101-2 is just an insane display piece. It's black and white. Uh, it's closer to like an eight by 10, but it's got like, it's a full body. It's photograph, uh, it's photograph, and it's just like a really, really nice piece. And it really kind of captures him in a way that the other pieces can't really, which is really kind of a fun thing. So, you know, that's why, uh, that's one of the reasons why I would suggest possibly uh, looking into something like that to be able to see, uh, you know, see the details better and really kind of enjoy them that way instead. So anyways, that's just another uh, thing to think, to be thinking about. So. Uh, you know, the final, final piece of this, I would say, uh, which might prove to be one of the most important uh, factors when it comes to displaying versus just storing, is I've found that uh, my desire to place most of my interest in collecting into getting the next piece has shifted to just being content and satisfied with what I have. Uh, you know, so instead of like the, oh man, I can't believe I missed out on this one card, or if I could just get this one last piece, that I'll be satisfied, which by the way, you know, that never happens, right? <laughs> you always, that's, that's kind of like the saying that says, uh, you know, the, your favorite card is, is, uh, the card that you're looking for next, you know? So that kind of displaying, at least for me has put a stop to that. Uh, it's made me really kind of, uh, show in my face at all times what I have. So I'm therefore much more thankful for what I have. And a lot more of my energy is being is, uh, put, is poured into being thankful for what I have, as opposed to uh, that energy going into like, I gotta have this, I've gotta find this next piece to really kind of go forward with my collection. Um, 
And, you know, at this point also, you know, you also, I feel like a lot of times we might have more tendency when we store our cards and don't go through them to uh, compare what we have to others. That's definitely not a good way of collecting, by the way. You'll, you'll never get satisfied. There's always going to be someone out there uh, that's got a bigger, badder collection than you do. You know, so it's, uh, and, you know, if not one, there's going to be 10 or 100 people that have, uh, you know, much more impressive collection than you. So don't worry about racing uh, other people for having the biggest, baddest, whatever. You know, collect what you like. Collect what you love. Um, and uh, collect what you enjoy the most. Now, for uh, a lot of people, and if you can really buy into this, by the way, if you really own that, uh, you'll find so much more satisfaction in collecting. It's, uh, you know, it's why when I look at some cards of Kinseiko, I can, uh, you know, some really rare ones I really love, I can honestly say that I love them way more than the Ken Griffey Jr. version of those. Even though the Griffey might be, you know, two, three, four, ten times more expensive or valuable uh, than the Kinseiko. So that's me buying into uh, uh, a niche of the, of the hobby that I really, really love and just really own. And so I, uh, you know, I highly recommend that for other people as opposed to, you know, just going after what's like, what's the latest and greatest, whatever, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a, <laughs> that's, that's never going to satisfy. So, uh, and also one other thing I was going to say as well, uh, is when it comes to displaying, uh, you might find yourself interested in wax boxes or wax packs, uh, from the junk wax era. For those of you that grew up collecting in the eighties and nineties, uh, especially, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, very, uh, affordable options that have, you know, that were a lot more affordable than they are now, you know, about a year ago. Um, but, uh, you know, box of 87 tops or 89 score. Like if, if I were to take a look at a box of like, let's say 90 score and I open it up and I have the 560 or whatever it is cards from 90 score, uh, I would just have stacks of 90 score that I probably don't really care about all that much. Um, you know, so you got some good cards in there. You've got the iconic Bo Jackson, you've got the Frank Thomas rookie and you know, a few others. But other than that, you know, it's not really uh, anything crazy. By the way, I, I always love the Dennis Eckersley uh, ninth score as well. I think they've just got a, an incredible uh, action shot there. But in any event, when you're done opening that box, all you have is a couple stacks of 90 score. And it's like, what do you do with that, right? Well, when it comes to the box, having a sealed box or a box with 36 sealed packs with the, the amazing yellow uh, kind of plasticky wrappers. And I mean, oh, I love that. Like as far as the display piece goes, um, I would much rather the box uh, with unopened packs in it than the actual cards themselves. Um, and again, it's because it's display. Uh, it is, uh, it's all about nostalgia when it comes to those as well, for me at least. Um, so. I know what the cards are. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've gone through uh, probably uh, you know thousands upon thousands upon thousands of 1994 baseball cards in my uh, you know in my past. But uh, having an unopened box with packs, oh man, I just uh, <laughs> that's that's great stuff to me. Um, so you know, but again, that's one of the things that uh, that 
uh, I bought into when it comes to displaying as well, uh, to be able to have a box that's unopened to display, which by the way, I have exactly zero unopened boxes and I sold all of my stuff like a year, year and a half ago. Uh, and uh, I would have <laughs> I would have been much better off if I didn't sell those, by the way. But <laughs> but that's uh, that's COVID for you, and that's another that story for another day. But um, anyway, uh, so yeah, if you if you look into display pieces, uh, and uh, you know there's there's a number of benefits. I would say just be safe. You know, take uh, the necessary precautions. Um, but yeah, give it a try, guys. Like try it out. Um, you know, go in. You know, later today or tomorrow, the weekend or whatever look at your workspace or uh you know your home office or you know wherever you have it your man cave whatever um, and start looking for some places uh inside there and, and and think to yourself how would it look if i took like some of my favorite cards and displayed them here or whatever uh and try it you know see what happens see what happens for a couple days see if you love it see if you uh, hate it or whatever if you hate it that's fine um, you know, I, I suspect this isn't the, uh, the answer for everybody out there, but for me, it caused such a night and day difference of my enjoyment, well, satisfaction, uh, contentment that I just had to share it. So anyways, uh, and by the way, like I said, take pictures, guys, post these online. I'd love to see, uh, what you all come up with. So thank you as always for listening and I hope you have a great day.